Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show was made possible by our patrons, so if you would like to support us, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't afford monetary donations, we are also at facebook.com slash ttopod. If you would share us around and give us five-star ratings on whatever podcast you're into, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. living in the 80s taught me anything if it's bad it must be satan <laughs> That's why I hate it when uh, municipalities or cities or whatever will like clean up that type of stuff. Uh-huh. When it's clear, like if it's abandoned and you're not going to do anything with it, and it's it's not fucking hurting anybody, just leave it up. Leave that graffiti up. Them kid, like I want to go. Like when I'm 50, I want to go to some graffiti tunnel in a subway in New York uh-huh. and learn the secrets of a kid from 15 decades ago. Uh, that's you know? history. That's history. That's really. history. That's like American cave paintings. Exactly is what that is. Yeah. It's just you know, it's I kids was do shit like getting that. stoned in a drainage pipe and reading like what were definitely eight year olds love affairs. Yeah, but <laughs> Marcus and Timmy and Julie just a triangle for the ages. You know what I'm saying? I love that you remembered the names that I just made up because I couldn't remember <laughs> the names. <laughs> it's been less than 45 seconds, so now they're gone. <laughs> so, um, uh, we may need to um, use our new newly learned skills. Our demonology skills. Our demonology skills at my house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We gotta we gotta we gotta sage the. Uh... I don't know because Odie. Our littlest dog. Uh huh. I'm familiar. John, you realize my version of saging would just be to come over to your house and pack a bowl and just like walk around smoking <laughs> it. He has taken to staring at one specific place in the house. How old is Odie? Oh God, he's that's why. 12. That's why. Okay, that's why. But I mean, it doesn't matter where he's sitting; he will look in the same location. He's close to death, and so he can see it coming for him. Stop. <laughs> Wow. Sorry, my dog is like sixteen. Come on, like, yeah, it's hilarious. So you guys know what Odie looks like. Yes, yeah. that we scraggly always, little bitch. I love yeah, it. We always called him Bernie Sanders because nice. That's the kind of voice you would think would come out of Odie. Yeah, I said, let me tell you something. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Cindy, Old New York. Old. <laughs> yeah. Cindy took him to get groomed this week. Uh huh. He looks like a completely different fucking dog. Now. I bet he does. I bet. I bet. Oh my. Let me let me find the picture. She took. This a is about to be drastic. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's it. He's gonna look by comparison like he's wearing a suit. Yeah. Oh my god! Look at that distinguished young gentleman. Oh my. Oh wow! What? <laughs> they even put a little tie on him. No. He's still wearing the tie, and he's he's. Adorable. <laughs> uh, and then she took Blake to get her nails trimmed. 
because we've gotten tired of being scratched up trying to get her nails Man, cut. he got himself a suit and tie. Blair, uh, Blair, Blake. Blake. Every time I did it in my head when he said Blake. <laughs> the funniest, when, when Ethan and Blair were still here, we invited them over to dinner and I would get their names confused. Yeah. And w- while they were eating dinner, Blake came up and started licking on me, licking my elbow. And I turned around and said, Blair, stop licking on my damn elbow. And the look on her face was like, what? <laughs> but no, when they got when they gave Blake her nails, they also got her gave her a bandana. So now she has oh, a bandana. Lord. The only problem is it's a Fourth of July bandana. Ah, so uh-huh. one day it was already uh-huh. over with. But so, welcome everybody to Two Towns Over Campfire Story Tales. I'll get it. Campfire Tales. Campfire Tales. It's on we the should logo. make two logos, one with tales, one with stories. And just, <laughs> just whichever one he said. <laughs> like, just... And we have, we're done with the satanic panic. I, However, I would totally ask Kara for that, except that that is her actual calligraphy. That's not a font. That oh, is, yeah, no, yeah. no. So, but we do have one more little component that fits between our two main episodes. Would be fucking funny, though. <laughs> because um, the subject matter was a little too long for to be part of the the main episode where we discuss the origins and the, the foundations of QAnon. Yes. Oh, yeah. So Fuck we're going to do it as a campfire tale, and we're going to discuss... Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. Hooray. It's, it's not as bad as it sounds. No, this one's more just like you remember urban how urban myth. You know, you remember how Bathsheba drank the blood of innocent young women to stay young. It's that. Yeah. Uh huh. I did it. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. We'll okay, see goodbye. you next week when we pick back up with the final cult down. Yeah. <laughs> so, chrome is a chemical compound produced by the oxidization of adrenaline, or which is also known as epinephrine. It was a subject of limited research in the 1950s through the 1970s as a potential cause of so schizophrenia. So epinephrine is adrenochrome? It's adrenaline. Is adrenaline. Yes. yes. Okay. Adrenochrome is basically when adrenaline rusts. So I was just, just going to say, so if I let some epinephrine sit out and rust in my you, garage. Then you can stay young forever, yes. And I just put sprinkle that, what, like on my cereal? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, the whole time. You, you, you know, have you ever heard that old, old copy pasta about the dude who would jizz in dime bags and let it dry No, so it would become flaky and a powder? No. And then he would go to clubs and drop it on the floor? No, no. I didn't. No, this is an old, old internet story. Oh, my God. Because then it's a little baggie of white powder on the floor at the club. Of course. Mm. Of course. I know where this is going. We, it we be call- like evaporated milk. As soon as you, you put any kind of fluid like mucus, it would turn into semen again? Probably. You semen know, again. It's not that's, a, that's it's like not a, a good... real thing that happened. So Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that's how semen works, but... <laughs> Sure. But Semen again would be a good movie title for like one of those. Semen again, like thirteen going on thirty, and uh, uh, what was the other one? Eighteen again or whatever. Those movies were the seventeen adults. again. Yeah, Semen with fucking again. with fucking. Um, oh, Zac Efron. Thank and, you, Zach Efron, the yeah. Zephron. Yeah. Except this one, you go all the way back to the womb. Yeah. Yeah. No, Zephron- not just back to the womb. Oh yeah, back ba- to the back to testi- semen. Yeah. You, you go back into the left nut. <laughs> so it's like Osmosis Jones, but. <laughs> 
but <laughs> it's the porno of osmosis 17 Jones. going on 70 or whatever the fuck so um the related derivative compound also which is called carbazochrome is a hemostatic medication which means it stops bleeding Carbazochrome. Carbazochrome. That's my new Decepticon. <laughs> Despite it's this... Carbazochrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite this compound's name, it's unrelated to the element chromium. Instead, the chrome suffix indicates a relationship to color, as pure adrenochrome is deep violet. Is chrome violet? No. The different use it's a suffix chrome. Uh, it has to do with color. Yeah. But like monochrome. Ah. I got it. I okay. I see. Chrome, not the metal. Right. Yeah. So the oxidization, the coating, whatever chrome is, I'm not even sure. The oxidation reaction that converts adrenaline into adrenochrome, excuse me, occurs both in vivo and in vitro. Now, in vitro, uh, silver oxide is used. In solution, adrenochrome is pink, and further oxidization of compound of the compound causes it to poly polymerize into brown or black melanin <clears throat> compounds see this is this is the difference because we're we're going to talk right now about what adrenochrome actually is which is boring af which is boring as shit yes <laughs> it, if this was a kurtzagat video i would be all in <laughs> like every every chemical that you name you know how when we talk about scps yeah uh you just start blanking out what the numbers are mm-hmm. like in, instead of hearing me say scp-173 you might as well just hear and that's when scp want 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 turned into a statue and yeah, and you just ate blank it the out, baby, or whatever. Every single time you say a chemical name, it's just wah 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 wah. Yeah. So several small scale studies. Include- I have a question yeah. that is going to make me sound foolish in front of our audience, and I don't care. What is the what is in vivo versus in vitro? I was hoping you wouldn't ask it. In vivo, I believe, is the natural chemical process of uh-huh. it occurring. Um, and in vitro is the like lab grown. Version. So I knew in vitro, yes, because yeah. of you know, yeah, in vitro fertilization, fertilization, right? But so I didn't I know vivo via context clues. In vivo would be just the natural process that makes it occur because vivo has something to do with like life. An in vitro study occurs in a controlled environment such as test tubes or petri discs dishes in vivo is latin for within the living it refers yeah. to yes. tests experiments and procedures that researchers perform in or on a whole living organism such as a person laboratory animal or plant oh got it so it's literally i got it okay yeah. thank it's, you josh you 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 are i'm either dish. the petri yes. dish or there is an actual petri yes. dish. correct heard so several small st- yeah, but several small scale studies involving 15 or fewer test subjects conducted in the 1950s and the 1960s reported that adrenochrome triggered psychotic reactions such as thought disorder and derealization. Googling derealization. Yep. In 1954, researchers Abram Hoffer and Humphrey Osmond claimed that adrenochrome is a neurotoxic. A psychotomimetic substance and may play a role in schizophrenia. That's not real. Psychomimetic? Whatever. I know it is, but it can't be. (laughs) And uh, may play a role in schizophrenia and other mental illnesses. Now, in what Hoffer... Damn, if they are doing adrenochrome, that could explain it. Yeah. In what Hoffer called the adrenochrome hypothesis, 
He and Osmond in 1967 speculated that megadoses of vitamin C and niacin could cure schizophrenia by reducing brain adrenochrome. No, they can't. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> you just pee out extra vitamin C. Yeah. So the treatment of schizophrenia with such potent antioxidants is highly contested. In 1973, the American Psychiatric Association reported method- methodological flaws in Hoffer's work on niacin as a schizophrenia treatment and referred to follow-up studies that did not confirm any benefits of the treatment. Also, niacin? Yeah. Yeah. That's vitamin, that one of the vitamin Bs. It, it's a vitamin. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's a vitamin B type. Yeah. Um, niacin. It's up there with riboflavin. <clears throat> you're going to oh, find riboflavin. it. riboflavin? <laughs> riboflavin. You're going to find it in most energy drinks. Yep, it, uh, niacin is vitamin B3. Uh, I'm reading it off of my monster can. Got it. Um, and just for the record, a regular size uh, 16 fluid ounce can of monster contains 250% of your recommended daily niacin intake. There you go. So you should never ha- suffer. Hash- don't drink monster. <laughs> no, do not drink Josh, this. It Josh is got awful, in when, the, when we didn't know when they first came out. Uh-huh. And he's stuck now, just yep. like me with brown Coke. It's if if I don't have a certain brown amount soders. of taurine in my body every day, I will shut down. Isn't taurine come from bull testicles? Probably. So multiple additional studies in the United States, Canada, and Australia similarly... I think it's literally just named after bulls because it make you strong. It's, I also don't care what's in hot dogs. It t- tell me the taurine comes from, from bull testes. Oh, bro, they... T- when. Listen, when we were in high school and they the the boys were all like, oh, it's bull semen. Don't you know that? And I was like, no, it's not. And they were like, it's got to be. I was like, mm, I don't think that's how names work. It's first of all, no, it's not. Second of all, if it is, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, um, where'd it go? Oh, yeah. So multiple additional studies in the United States, Canada, and Australia similarly failed to find benefits of megavitamin therapy to treat schizophrenia. Now, the adrenochrome theory of schizophrenia waned, despite some evidence that it may be psychotomimetic, as adrenochrome was not detectable in people with schizophrenia. Now, in the early 2000s, interest was renewed by the discovery that adrenochrome may be produced normally as an intermediate in the formation of neuromelanin. Oh, Jesus. I'm about, I'm about to do what Don is doing to us. Uh, taurine is an essential amino acid for babies. Adults can make their own taurine, but there are high amounts of it in meat and fish. Normally, enough taurine is made in the human body from, uh, I want to say, cysteine or cysteine. And hypotaurine. Uh, it has many functions in the body, including working as a neurotransmitter in the brain, like Don just said. Oh, okay. So it it make it make brain connect more, synapse fire yeah. harder, drink more. So uh, this finding, uh, it's the it's probably like an addiction chemical. Oh yeah, oh, is what sure. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this finding may be significant because adrenochrome is detoxified at least partially by by glutathione S transferase. Which is just another chemical. Some studies have found genetic defects in the gene for this enzyme. There are so many things that are chemicals. Yeah, it's, like again, it's so many. It's so. I'm I'm just hearing like wah, wah, wah. static. Well, I, you're that. speaking Yay. like an alchemist at yeah. me right now. Uh-huh. Well, like, I'm about to speak to you as a podcaster. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> so why has adrenochrome become so? I don't want to say popular. Racist so, on Twitter. 
No. Oh. So in his 1954 book, The Doors of Perception. Usually it's racist on Twitter. Oh, I've heard this book reference. Have you? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By Aldous Huxley. Yes. Mentioned the discovery and alleged effects of adrenochrome, which he likened to the Simpsons symptoms of mescaline <laughs> and toxicity. Oh, which he likened to the Simpsons. <laughs> yes. That was mescaline. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Which he likened to the symptoms of mescaline intoxication, although he had never consumed it. Anthony Burgess mentioned adrenochrome as drenchrom at the beginning of his 1962 novel, A Clockwork Orange. The protagonist and his friends are drinking drug-laced milk. Quote, they had no license for selling liquor, but there was no law yet against prodding some of the new veshies, uh, which they used to put out, put into the old Moloko, so you could peat it with Villaset or Synthamsec. Or synthomet, I can't. Or I would, I would have tried to read a Clockwork Orange, and I would have stopped immediately. Yeah, a Clockwork Orange has a completely different language. It's that doesn't make sense to me. Like I know, like apology is apopolology. Um, like it's too whimsical. Yeah, for me. Oh, the book's not whimsical. The book is the dark. the language. Whimsical does not necessarily uh, mean funny. Gotcha. <laughs> what? Do you, what? What happened? Josh heard something. I think. Like that buzzing or whatever? No. Sounds like a fan. I just hear ringing because my ears are shot. I hear the AC going. It's not coming from inside my head. I don't, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm... Mysteries of Josh's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is a strange, strange place. And finally, the last mention and probably the most famous mention of Adrenochrome comes from Hunter S. Thompson. Yes. Where he mentioned Adrenochrome in his 1971 book, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Now, this is the likely origin of current myths surrounding the compound. Fuck, I just realized where I heard Doors of Enlightenment referenced. What? The Doors. Oh. That's where they got their name. Well, there you go. What's so bad about that? Oh, you hate the Doors. That's right. I know. I love the Doors. There is a Jim Morrison painting inside that clo- Fuck, I have a Jim Morrison painting. Why don't I have that hung up? Probably because Jim Morrison was actually not a cool dude. <laughs> That's probably why I put it away in the first place. Uh, th- yep. Uh, what's happening? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think Josh has huffed one too many taurine. Josh went. Josh went full cat mode for a second. He heard a noise and he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I still hear it. I, I, it, it's not the AC. No, it's got to be coming from outside. Yeah. It has to be. So this is the likely origin of the current myth surrounding that or the, it's the light, because the character states that quote, "There's only one source for this stuff." The adrenaline glands from a living human being. It's no good if you get it out of a corpse. Nope. Now, the adrenochrome scene also... You can make... We discussed at the top of the episode, uh, epinephrine. They make that shit in a lab. Yep. They don't use human bodies for it at right. all. Yep. So, um, now the adrenochrome scene also appears in the novel's film adaptation. In the DVD commentary, director Terry Gilliam admits that his and Thompson's portrayal is a fictional exaggeration. What? Gilliam insists that the drug is entirely fictional and seems unaware of the existence of a substance with the same name. I want to point out real quick, because we're talking about the, the director commentary. Right. That is something that the age of streaming has taken from us. Exactly. Yeah. That really should be like an option under language on every streaming service. I mm-hmm. should be able to watch the fucking director commentary. Because there's certain directors you want to hear from. Yes. Some like of them. Terry Gilliam. <clears throat> I- <clears throat> Netflix used to do that. Did they really? With at least a few movies, because I remember distinctly watching uh, director's commentary uh, for 
fuck, it feels like a Batman movie on Netflix. Maybe not Batman. Some other superhero. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I remember that distinctly. This was a long time ago, though. <clears throat> Probably like around 2014-ish. So I don't think it's there anymore for any movies. If, <clears throat> it's it's the same thing with like how we, how we've lost the charm and creativity of DVD menus. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. That part I don't care about. No, nah. I like the like the secret menus. Some of those are yeah. fun, like uh, the Ring. If you like did something on the Ring, it would play the video on your TV. Yeah. So you just have that playing in the background on Halloween. Uh huh. Or like uh, the the menu for House of a Thousand Corpses had Captain Spaulding come out and yell at you because you weren't pushing the fucking buttons fast enough, and he hasn't uh-huh. got all fucking day. Yeah, so. stuff like that. Yeah. That they're like there's so much charm, or like the the Shrek DVD had the fucking mini game of Far Far Away Idol. Mm-hmm. That yeah. you could play where they would sing, and you had to pick which one was singing the best. And even like no matter who you chose, uh, Simon Cowell would declare himself the winner. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you don't get that anymore, man. You don't get to wake up at three a.m. and find the DVD menu still playing. So also get to wake up and find the menu <laughs> playing. So the um, hmm. the commentary also <laughs> states that um, someone came up to Terry Gilliam some teenage a group of teenage boys and told him that the scene in fear and loathing in Las Vegas was a hundred percent exactly like the adrenochrome experience they had. And he oh my didn't have the heart to tell them that it was, he's like, Oh, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. This podcast is powered by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast or looking for the best home for your podcast? Check out all the amazing features that Podbean offers with unlimited bandwidth and storage for an affordable price. That's right, unlimited. Visit www.podbean.com unlimited to check it out today. That's podbean.com unlimited. So Thompson also mentions Adrenochrome in his book, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail 72. In the footnotes in chapter April, page 140, he says, It was sometime after midnight in a ratty hotel room, and my memory of the conversation is hazy due to the massive ingestion of booze, fatback, and 40 cc's of Adrenochrome. Damn, fatback, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, that is that bacon, or is there a drug called fatback? Probably a drug. It's Hunter S. It's Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson. So adrenochrome is a component of several far-right conspiracy theories, which is why we're talking about it, such as oh, QAnon nope. and Pizza. I was wrong. I, it's just fat it's back. It's just fat back. Well, okay. Um, with the chemical health... For, for those of you who don't live in the South, fat back is just pork rinds. Yeah. It's just the fat off the back of a pig. With the chemical helping the theories play a similar role in earlier blood libel and satanic ritual abuse stories. Now, according to QAnon, which has incorporated and expanded Pizzagate's claims about child sex abuse rings, a cabal of Satanists rapes and murders children using the adrenochrome they harvest from the victim's blood as a drug or as an elixir of youth. In reality, adrenochrome can only be synthesized for research purposes by biotechnology companies. Mm -hmm. Now, toxic social attitudes spread virally alongside hoaxes and disinformation. Adrenochrome harvesting isn't outwardly blamed on Jews, but on satanic and globalist elites. Dog whistle terms for the far right. So, um, 
Yeah, the modern adrenochrome obsession is a permutation of blood libel, um, uh, a anti-Semitic myth that pervaded Europe throughout the Middle Ages and a mutated strain of medical and misinformation. Now, Thompson is explicitly invoked in what seems to be the earliest recorded posts about adrenochrome harvesting on 4chan, in 2013 and 2014, respectively. Oh, it always goes back to 4chan. In an anti-Semitic 4chan uh, uh, group, an anonymous poster linked a restricted, unsearchable video named Jew Ritual Blood Libel Sacrifice is hashtag Adrenochrome Harvesting. So for those of you who are like... Um, an anti-Semitic 4chan thread, you're like... That's all of them. That's all of them. No, no, no. He means one tagged as yeah. anti-Semitic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Which means it's the worst, the worst one. So within these same online communities, Pizzagate formalized and grew in 2015, 2016, before spreading to more mainstream social media. That's the, Boards like that are the places where they are calling for actual violence. Right. Those are those places. Is, yeah. So in 2016, the same video was shared in a Pizzagate thread about the artist Marina, Marina Abramovich and her spirit cooking ceremonies. But the title of that That's work... That's an anime. Spirit cooking? Spirit, spirit cooking, cooking sessions, yeah. But the sure. title of that work was made... Work made the far right's hair raise beneath its tinfoil hats. According to our good friends at InfoWars... Oh, boy. Spirit cooking refers to a sacrament in the religion of a thalema, which uh, was founded by alleged Satanist Aleister Crowley. Not alleged. Yeah. That man was fully like, <laughs> I am a Satanist. In fact, spirit cooking is the name of a series of etchings Abramovich debuted in the mid-90s, which included absurdist recipes featuring such ingredients as fingertips of the artist and a ruby that has been soaked for, been soaking for three days. Now, to its credit, InfoWars... What are those again? It's it's etchings. It's like artwork that has recipes that's just... Oh, okay. So she's doing cottagecore witch shit for, right. yeah. for TikTok. Right. I got it. To its credit, InfoWars does intimate that the famous performance artist's occult recipes may perhaps be performance art related, noting that spirit cooking involves, quote, an occult performance during which menstrual blood, breast milk, urine, and sperm are used to create a painting. Now, when we did the, the, the... So she's just that woman from fucking The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Got it. it. Yeah. Okay. So I actually Or the found... one, the lady who really did paint with her own menstrual blood. Right. Yeah. That could be the same person. I have no and idea. people have painted with their own bodily fluids. For mm -hmm. uh, literally forever. Yeah. And used various parts of their bodies as paintbrushes for forever. So... You, the audience, will oh, yeah, not hear. The, yeah, I remember now. Uh-huh. You can get some interesting paint textures when you use your scrotum. See, interesting you, is a word. <laughs> <laughs> so you, the audience, will not hear what I'm talking about until next week. But the boys here have already heard me talk about this. Last time, I gave a synopsis of this statement by Alex Jones. But I found an actual quote, and f the actual quote, and felt it best to let you hear it, oh. his whole insanity. Oh, boy. Great. Speaking about... Um, Hillary Clinton, he says, she's an abject psychopathic demon from hell, and that's as soon as she and as soon as she gets into power is going to try to destroy this planet. I mean, I was told by people around her that they think she's demon possessed. Okay. He <laughs> 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 even got the coughs right. They your, say your body cannot contain <laughs> the spirit of Alex Jones. 
It's like, it's too strong. You have to stop channeling. (laughs) They say, listen, Obama and Hillary both smell like sulfur. And then they say, listen, she's a freaking demon and she stinks. And so does Obama. I go like, what? Sulfur? They smell like hell. Now, the next several months. (laughs) The next several months saw increasingly outlandish claims online, particularly that the Pixar film Monsters, Inc. was a cryptic reference to adrenochrome harvesting. Yes. Yes. You know, <laughs> there. You know, fourth dimensional closet doors notwithstanding. Can can I get you? <laughs> Me and Josh both did the same eyebrow movement <laughs> at each other at the same time. Ha <laughs> ha. Can I get you to, uh, in the Alex Jones voice, say, "Put that thing right back where it came from," or so help me. Put that thing right back where it came from, or so help me. Great. Thank you. <laughs> And that's all the Alex Jones were doing for the day. Cause <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna. What was the code that they scream? It's oh, a code. Fuck. Forty-two. I want to say it's forty-two. Can you just one, just one last, just code forty-two, and then like a, just like, as if you're the hazmat guys. We've got a code forty-two. Nice. All right. Okay. So um, that means they're putting oh. chemicals in the water. I'm gonna let you know. I was way fucking off. Damn it! What was it? Twenty-three nineteen. Oh. There it is. <laughs> Damn it! So as some we've missed our window. As some Pizzagate adherents entered the burgeoning QAnon community in 2017, um, they brought the Adrenochrome conspiracy with them. You're only approximately 2,300 off. It's fine. <laughs> so these factions expanded their audience, and in 2018, citing new quote investigations and circulating the rumor that a website sold Adrenochrome in exchange for cryptocurrency. Nope. Conspiracy filmmaker Jay Myers released a video, Adrenochrome, the elitist secret super drug. <laughs> now, while the original video was taken down, it remains live on his backup channel and has been uploaded elsewhere online. So in February of 2019, once again, InfoWars featured a segment on Adrenochrome linking it to the Clinton Foundation via EpiPen manufacturers. Wow. And to the highly controversial Young Blood Transfusion group, startup group Ambrosia. Now, I did some digging, and Ambrosia is a company that is offering transfusions of plasma from teenagers to reinvigorate older people. At that eight, is ridiculous. That's just a scam. Yeah. yeah. $8,000 a dose. Yeah. In March of 2019... Uh, zero teenagers are a part of that. <laughs> in March of 2019... Uh, except broke ones who really need money. So many folk punk kids are giving their plasma. Like, yeah, they're giving plasma, but not to these motherfuckers. I'll give Gen Z a lot more credit than that. A lot more. Uh, I'll give them mine. If they're paying more exactly. than the plasma people, yeah. maybe. That's what I mean. So, in March of 2019... They're not, though, for sure. No. Adrenochrome documentaries began to emerge on YouTube, followed by many smaller copycat productions, helping form a searchable foundation for the current day's conspiracy. Now, the recent surge in interest can be traced back to March 2020 and the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Celebrities posting photos of themselves stuck at home and looking less than camera-ready were received on social media with accusations that they were suffering from adrenochrome withdrawal. They're suffering from not being outside of their house for months, just like you, you sloppy bitch. (laughs) Now, in their logic, shutdowns had stalled the adrenochrome trial child trafficking supply chain. That's not how that would have worked, and they know it. 
By commenting on these posts, believers spread the adrenochrome hashtag to new eyes while harassing their targets. Despite this increased visibility, conspiracy outlets accused major social media platforms and media of plotting to suppress the truth about adrenochrome. Adrenochrome conversations continued and intensified on social media from claims that Lady Gaga was participating in blood rituals from an ad- for an adrenochrome fix Ugh. to the COVID-19 spiked adrenochrome theory popularized by Pizzagate booster Liz Cronkin. Liz Cronkin? Des- yeah. She's cronking them? Yeah. Now, despite claims of censorship, Google Trend She's results... She's put the cronk down. <laughs> Google Google trend results showed that spamming <laughs> celebrities' pages with mentions of adrenochrome was working. Cronk that <laughs> up on the floor. Cronk, cronk that soldier boy. Give me some more. <laughs> so, yeah. So the spamming um, celebrity pages with mentions of adrenochrome was working, leading to a spike in search traffic and social media conversations. Now, unpopular ideas and small disinformation campaigns often go unreported, either unseen or ignored by platforms and mainstream press. The longer an infectiously bad idea goes undetected <laughs> and undebunked. Yes, I, I'm, sti- I'm still <laughs> yeah, in Soldier Boy right you, now. I was actually but... on, uh, you ever seen that movie Kronk with Jason Statham in it? No, but I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that movie, uh, The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> <laughs> With the motherfucker who can speak to squirrels. Pull the lever, Kronk? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, squeak, squeakers. Uh, squeaky, squeaky, squeaking. And it's, I'm also hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So the longer an infectiously bad idea goes undetected and undebunked, the more likely it is to spread and develop social importance. Uh, like a podcast. Yes. Hey. Now, this phenomenon has enabled we, the rapid growth. We're a cult. Anyway, <laughs> this, uh, the greatest thing, the, the, the best move that uh, the, the evil people of the world who are currently masquerading as right-wing politicians, the best move they ever pulled was convincing people that the like they were like you can trust the news if it's telling you what i'm telling you right so it's like you can't trust anybody so like the people even the news sources that these people trust when they're coming out like hey adrenochrome is bullshit they're like fuck you it's real you're a conspiracy you know it's even the conservative media wants you to believe that this isn't true yep so, and it's and it just spreads like a fucking virus and it because makes them more and more extreme because the problem the real issue is that you can't trust the media and they know that but they've chosen the wrong people to trust and those people are leading them down a darker and darker path for personal and political gain by the day so you guys sure we don't want political ads on our show uh yeah, not if we not don't if get they're to gonna choose be them. I'm for real. Like <clears throat> it was a joke. Uh, <laughs> so where was I? This phenomenon has enabled the rapid growth of anti-vax communities, COVID nineteen disinformation. If, for real though, if y'all want us to stop getting political, share us to as many people as possible so that they can hear us say, then fucking vote. <laughs> anyway, back to your regularly scheduled bullshit. So. <laughs> This phenomenon has enabled the rapid growth of anti-vax communities, COVID-19 disinformation, and the prevalence of the adrenochrome harvesting theory. Theory, he says. Now, this is all possible because of how social media and search engines work. 
As a result of the relative unimportance of adrenochrome, it doesn't get written about much by scientists, journalists, or academics. This creates a data void, a vacuum of supposedly trustworthy information unpopulated by authoritative sources. Within a data void, search algorithms surface what's available rather than the well-curated, local, timely, and relevant content. This is the perfect condition for a viral infection of misinformation and conspiracism. Yeah, it's almost like Google has a hand in every conspiracy theory ever because the way its algorithm works is about what's most popular, not what's most correct. Right. Or who pays them. Anyway. So a Google search for adrenochrome prompts what's known as a knowledge panel, which is an automatically generated information box sourced from Wikipedia with a description of the compound and some scholarly research. However... The edit history of that Wikipedia article reveals that in the last few months, editors have constantly been removing attempts to add disinformation. Yeah, that's the main issue with Wikipedia is you can you can only trust Wikipedia if it's something that nobody is currently talking about. Right. At all. And that has sources at the bottom. Well, I use Wikipedia to get the basics of adrenochrome information. That's what it's great for, is getting the basics of something. But, like, during this time specifically, when it's, you know, people are editing it back and forth all the time, that's when you can't trust Wikipedia because right. it is a public, Don't you know, that. you I could go on Wikipedia source. and fucking edit it. Right. They would remove it. Because I don't have any credentials, but it take them a minute, you know? So, like... You're a fucking certified demonologist podcast host. How do you not have credentials? I couldn't I couldn't say that Hitler was a pansy bitch. You could say he was a demon. I could say he was a demon. I do have the... I do have the certificate to prove there that you I go. and you you are used equally as qualified as to... every other demonologist. That's another reason I want to move to Connecticut. That's oh? where the fucking Warren um, Museum is. We can visit Connecticut from Colorado. Listen, don't take your eye off the prize, okay? So on Google Images, um, viewers are faced with an onslaught of infographics about missing children, doctored images of celebrities and politicians, and instructions for how to find further troves of, quote, evidence. DuckDuckGo and other search engines oh return God. even more outrageous findings yes. than initial search results. That's... Although, <clears throat> I That's did. why you don't just go to an alternate search engine. I did go to DuckDuckGo today uh -huh. just to look, and it has cleared up. There's a lot more has of it? this normal, yeah, this ain't happening. So the, they're officially DuckDuckGo has been taken over by the cabal. Yes. Yeah, by the liberal elite. Yeah. The uh -huh. goose caught them. The Satan. Oh, God. <laughs> duck, duck, go! <laughs> you have to go! So, uh, Pizzagate. He's coming. Pizzagate, QAnon, and other online conspiracy communities encourage newcomers to Fuck. quote. I think I just described the new Puss in Boots movie because I'm pretty oh my sure God, it, there's a new Puss in Boots. Yeah, movie. there's. The, it's apparently really good. It is. I really? haven't. He's I, dealing with. It's. It's literally dealing with the. It's like he's on his ninth life, and death is coming for him. And bro, death is a wolf wielding two fucking crescent moon sickles and he looks so rad and i want to see it but i just haven't yet because it's not movie time in my brain hey right. yo yeah it's supposedly really good what is it called the last wish or something uh, yeah something, something like, like that. that so and it okay. doesn't have i don't think shrek or any of them are in it it's like maybe no it's like, like he's got his own cameo. franchise yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. You know. so well now it's been 10 years or something yeah. <laughs> dude shrek won 
came out in 2001. Yeah. So the original, oh wow, it's probably been more like 15 years then yeah. for Puss in Boots. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. So Pizzagate, QAnon, and other online Wow, for real? Wh- what month? Ooh, I don't know. Because... We do have to finish this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pizzagate, QAnon, and other online conspiracy th- communities encourage newcomers to Google an obscure phrase designed to lead down a rabbit hole. Yep. This takes them to obscure, debunked publications or reports, as well as carefully curated collections of PDFs. Elements of real science are merged into factually incoherent frames, resulting in troves of documentation, hard to find in the mainstream search engines. Now, those, these are foundations of sustaining the hidden vira- virality of otherwise baseless ideas. These people really realized that we are all living in our individual bubbles, and they were like, you know what? We could m- build a bubble of our own. Yeah. And they did, and they it's, used it to deceive people. Right. It's interesting what they did with this, too, because they effectively figured out how to turn using Google just regularly mm-hmm. into an ARG. Yeah. Basically. So they're like, if you Google it this specific way, then you'll get access to this stuff that you're normally not supposed to see. Mm-hmm. When all you're really doing is they're manipulating the way the keywords work yeah. to get certain results to pop up. Right. And they're right. telling you to do it that exact way. And then when you do it, it feels like you have bypassed something. It feels like you're digging into something you're not supposed to see. So it feels more real. Yeah. It's sensational. So whittled down to memes and viral slogans, the new conspiracies spread effortlessly across platforms via hashtags and comments. The pandemic created an unprecedented level of mistrust and anxiety about inequality, which opens society to all kinds of conspiratorial thinking, and especially to medical misinformation. To be fair, that is exactly how the... uh... The other side of it works as well, like the new age bullshit, all that stuff that that you know keeps populating and getting real popular, mm-hmm. is because it's exactly the same on like a different end of a spectrum. It's like <clears throat> crystals work. You gotta Google blah blah blah, and you'll see that crystals work. Yep. Or Google something something Himalayan salt lamp, and you'll realize the ions, and you're like, that's not how that works it's a foreshadowing we're gonna hear a little bit about new age stuff in our first final cult down episode yeah my point is not that liberals are also just as bad because like mm, nope i'm damn near like i said very far left but uh it's it's you gotta be careful because when people are telling you to do something a specific way especially online generally they're trying to lead you to a thing and if that thing they're trying to lead you to is an actual ARG great if the thing they're trying to lead you to is misinformation so that you join their fucking cult or their conspiracy cult online you're you're you I mean it's you're done for I did a bunch of cult research last night so it's making me think um, a lot of cults indoctrinate you through conversation or debate the way that QAnon is set up is basically one person is going to be like no go look for yourself google this exact thing yeah and then they just put you onto the ARG and they just let you indoctrinate yourself and it doesn't feel like that's what you're doing no not at all it feels like you're researching something doesn't it Yes, because all they have to do is give you that one phrase. 
you get that one phrase, you click on the first three links, and then you get an idea that is the same idea that the other hundred people that fucking read this thing so far get, and you type in an incredibly similar phrase to the one they did, and then you, or you search a name that they search, and now you have, now you're there. That's that's, already done. That's what I was facing when I was researching QAnon, is I would, there would be a link to something, and I would click on that, and that would take me to another link, which would take me to this link. Next Uh thing I know, I'm reading a news article that says Tom Cruise, or Tom Hanks, had been executed by the military. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Even trying to do research when you know it's bullshit, you kept getting sucked down the rabbit right. hole. I mean, literally, I mean, there are there's a podcast, a good podcast, if you want a deeper dive into QAnon than what we give, call and I don't care what Josh says. The show is called QAnon Anonymous. QAnon Anonymous? Yes. And they what, what do you mean you don't care what I say? Because what did I, I say mentioned about that this? before and you're like, it's such a stupid name. It is a dumb oh, name. Oh, it is a dumb name. I'm well, sure they do good work. Yeah. I mean, literally they I mean it's that's the whole point of their podcast is QAnon. And they, they break down a lot better than we can in, in three episodes. Oh, I'm sure. So <sighs> that's gotta be harrowing. Yeah. <laughs> so where were we? Okay. As interest in adrenochrome was first spiked damn, in March of twenty twenty. Y'all, I just felt a damn brotherly connection. With those people. <laughs> because I was like, damn, we do some shit too. Mm-hmm. So, as interest in adrenochrome was first spiking in March of 2020, people were upset that celebrities and athletes seemed to have access to testing that others people did not. Attitudes to proposed COVID-19 treatments quickly became politically polarized, as did a rise in mainstream conservative acknowledgement of QAnon and a slew of Republican candidates signaling their attachment to the movement. Now, as, a tech, as tech companies commit to eradicating hate speech and medical misinformation on their platforms, they must recognize the bigotry laundered through modern conspiracy. During a House antitrust subcommittee hearing with big tech CEOs, thousands of commenters left QAnon slogans and even some references to adrenochrome, adrenochrome in the chat of Fox News' live stream. It may as well be called adrenochrome. The popularity of adrenochrome harvesting theories shows... How motivated actors remain two steps ahead of intervention, and how our information systems, if uncorrected, may accelerate the arrival of a new dark age. So, real quick before we finish up, there is an update to a QAnon theory. Oh, you guys remember the QAnon, the fringe of the fringe of the fringe that oh, met Lord. up in Dealey Plaza in Dallas, Texas, to await the return of JFK yeah. Jr. or JFK? Uh huh. Did he finally show up? No. Oh. But the guy who started that movement of the QAnon fringe died. Oh? Ah. He died recently uh, in a car accident. Oh, Lord. Supposedly. Fuck off. Go on. His followers believe there's two theories. One is that he faked his death. Uh Uh-huh. The other one is that the bad side of him died. But oh, the good fuck. side of him stayed oh. alive. Either way. It's not that he was killed by the government? No. But, but, either way, whichever one of those two comes t- to their mind to be proven, it is finally going to prove that this guy was JFK Jr. in disguise the entire time. So that's that's where we're at right now. There are still I'm with people- Josh. Josh has a headache now. <laughs> That literally, I heard about that last night, so I had to throw that in. 
So my cat ran out of the room. Yeah. Even she was like, I can't take this. This is nonsense. <laughs> so I just now realized we never introduced ourselves. Doesn't matter because we're wrapping up now. Uh, but yeah, so that's it. We are finally, everything is done with the satanic panic slash QAnon slash adrenochrome. You will hear the final episode next week or this upcoming Sunday, I should say, of our satanic panic series. The final episode of our series <laughs> of Satanic Panic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to wrap up this episode because we've got another one to record. Um, so thank you guys for listening. I have been Don. I've been like really surprised at the stupidity of humanity today, honestly. I've been Josh, also known as uh, the Torian addict. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And tune in next week when Josh reveals that he is actually Chester A. Arthur. So thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks for visiting our town? Yeah. I don't know who Chester A. Arthur is. He was is. one of the presidents of the United States. <laughs> really? <laughs> Since <Yeah>. fucking when? <laughs> God damn. That's, what number? That's, that's on the American education system. No <laughs> lie. He was one of those that didn't really matter. Like uh, the I like William Harry Harrison or I like Daniel O'Brien and he's a literal presidential historian. Like in his off time. That is what his whole hobby he's written books and like I didn't know that. Chester A. Arthur was our twenty first president. Fuck off. Uh from eighteen eighty one to eighteen eighty five. Oh. He only what that was the weirdest deep pole. <laughs> what the fuck? Point. I was trying to pull an obscure president out of my <laughs> You sure <laughs> fucking did it. You really should have said Theodore Roosevelt, not the cool one. Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. You just cut it there. <laughs> <laughs>